0: Welcome Bobcats to another edition of From the Field for the Fans. I'm your host, Otis Evagraw, and like always, every week I got my man Keyson Ramirez with me. What's going on, dude?
1: Good news, I recovered from my cough. I feel like I'm 100%, um, but things teams that haven't recovered, I think Texas State, four-point loss, I don't think they're fully recovered
0: from that game. Short week, Arkansas State this week. He practiced that one all week. He's been, he's been sitting in the mirror practicing for that all week. At injecting some personality to the show. Injecting some personality. I was told that I need to be more personable, so here, here is my chance to be
1: personable with you, the audience. Uh, I'm gonna try really hard for you. He's right, though. A team that really hasn't
0: recovered is Texas State. Truth be told, uh, two game, uh, two game stand here. Where they lost in games where you know a lot of people feel like they should have won. Uh, Bobcats easily could have eight wins this season. Um, they lose a tough one to South Alabama on the road. South Alabama, you can say, kind of got their revenge from last year. The homecoming game, the conversion of and 26 the 51-yard pass to Ben Aja, and then Jason Dan kicking the field goal. Now in turn, South Alabama coming back from a 10-point deficit at half, winning the football game. Uh, tough play there at the end. Tyler Jones throws it to Ben Ija. Uh, Texas State felt there should have been a pass interference call, which I, I think they had a legitimate gripe about. Uh, watching the play, you know, he kind of he does shove him there at the end, but you know, referees at the end of the game they kind of swallow the whistle and don't call tough calls like that. But Bobcats losing uh, 24-20. Tough game again again for them. I mean, they now these this their third game losing by one possession where they could have got a signature win there. Um, losing to Illinois in the beginning of the season, up at halftime against Illinois, losing that game, losing to Georgia Southern. Obviously they had to come from a, a deficit there, but losing by another possession and then South Alabama. So again, Bobcats easily could be eight and four. <sighs> not happened for them right now. Or not eight and four, excuse me. They could easily be would that beat eight and two eight and two so um you know uh, eight and four was a prediction that I had for them going into the season they still get seven wins though that offense fell off a freaking cliff <laughs> in the second half
1: uh, I broke down the numbers just because I was curious because I watched the second half and I was like man this offense just isn't doing anything um they scored five point five three points on five drives in the second half that's not going to cut it. You look deeper, they averaged 3.2 yards per play in the second half. That's You run three plays, you're not going to get a first down on that. That's an efficiency that isn't, that isn't going to cut it in any team, especially against a team like South Alabama, who excels on, on defense and that does clamp down. Um, they only had three plays over 20 yards in the half. They just really struggled to generate the consistent plays. And I asked uh, Mike Schultz about it at Wednesday's practice, and he was like, it is concerning that we weren't able to do that. In Arkansas State, Maybe even more formidable defensively, and if they can't cut it against South Alabama, who they also—if you look at it—in the they had 174 yards on 35 carries, they were just blistered by the run. They were—it was just three guys that really attacked them. Um, and what I saw was—and I think the turning point really was Hunter Vaughn's pass, double pass play. Right. It was the first touchdown of the game. Um, they threw it to the receiver, and maybe. Past the line of scrimmage, you know, we'll, it's a little, it's a little shaky there. Then um, they they misdirected it through to Hunter Vaughn, perfect pass, right on the money, no Bobcats there, easy touchdown. I felt like that gave South Alabama, uh, South Alabama, the confidence. I think that gave Hunter Vaughn the confidence, who's just a sophomore in his first start. And then really it took off from there. And the Bobcats just they were outplayed for three quarters of the four, and that, and that's the game. And even
0: in the first quarter, three fumbles. How many points did they come away from the three fumbles? Ten. You cannot get three short fields, three three fumbles, and not capitalize on that. I mean, that right there would have set the tone. It probably doesn't put the game away, but it does something with the game. That kind of gives there a quiet, it's a tone setter. It's like, you know what, we're here to play. So hopefully, you know, Bobcats can figure it out. I got a chance to talk to Coach Fran. You know, they're on a short week. Arkansas State's also on a short week as well. I had a chance to speak with him Tuesday at the media luncheon and kind of talk about what the game Thursday means for the Bobcats and not just for him, not just for the coaches, but for the seniors as well. Head coach Dennis Franchoni here with me. Coach, you're coming off a, a short week, I know a disappointing loss to South Alabama, but how do you prepare for a team like Arkansas State coming in on Thursday?
2: Well, this is a good football team. They're 24-5 in their last four years in Sunbelt play, and th- this is, we're playing the elite teams in the conference when you play Arkansas State, and that's the level we're hoping to start to match up better against. It's been challenging for us. But short week, uh, we've just got to get our game plans together and manage our practice time wisely because uh, you know we don't want to be uh, fatigued going into the game. I need to let them recover and and be as fresh as we can when we kick off.
0: Coach, you talk about the short week that that you and the players are having what's the coaching staff doing differently to to help them prepare and help them recover uh, going against Arkansas state
2: well we didn't we normally practice on Sunday we didn't do that we just uh let them get a lift in and watch the tapes, and then um, a little jog, but uh, we did practice last night, but Monday's our class day, so um, you know we didn't go till about nine o'clock, and we only went for about an hour, which was enough uh, today'll be a little bit more like a normal practice, and then Wednesday is or tomorrow been Wednesday is the night, day before the game, so you have to be careful how much you do and so you really have to be into quality uh practice right now, much more than some of the quantity that I think you'd like to have.
0: Coach, I know you talk about November a lot. In Arkansas State, good team in November. Since 2011, 12-2 in November. Is that what you try to tell your team that this is the team that we kind of look forward to, especially
2: closing out a season as you're building your program here at Texas State? Well, I spent some time at the beginning of the year talking about you know, that we weren't at the Lafayette, Arkansas State, the elite level of this league, uh, but that we want—that's what we're trying to work toward. And um, I don't have to mention that a lot this week. I think our guys understand. And we knew November was going to be a challenging month when you got a 12-game schedule, you play five of them in one month. Um, but that's okay. We're we're doing pretty well through it, uh, freshness-wise and things. Uh, so I, I know they'll be excited and ready to play Thursday night. Coach, Michael Gordon was the guy last
0: year from Arkansas State The beat, beat Texas State, 184 yards, 9.1 average on the ground. This year he's leading the team in rushing. What's the defensive game plan to kind of stop him and stop the rest of the team? Because once he gets going, it seems like Arkansas State feeds off of that and the rushing attack gets
2: going. I think you're accurate. He's kind of their one-back guy and a one-back offense, so he's going to get his carries. It's hard to just say we're going to defend him because the quarterback – uh, is a threat running and throwing. And then um, when J.D. McKissick plays, he's a huge playmaker. He's been out a couple weeks, but he's a huge playmaker for them. So they've got enough diversity in the things they're able to do with their, their players that it's, it's hard to just say, let's defend this part of it and then we'll, we'll take, the, take our lumps on the rest because the lumps are too big with this team.
0: Coach, I know for the past couple of weeks now, finishing games is one thing that um, you've been stressing and things like that. What do you tell them this week against Arkansas State that, hey, if we're in fourth quarter, we're in the game, but we have to finish this time?
2: Our guys know that. You know, <laughs> you can't play as many close games as as we've played this year. I, I've never seen a season quite like this one before. Whether we've won or, or come up short, it's it's always down to the last few plays of the game, it seems like. and. Um, they understand that they they uh, you know like David Mayo said I wish you'd quit predicting this coach and telling us this way it's going to be <laughs> but that's the way it's going to be or that's the way it's been for us and so I, I think you get used to it and you understand that it's probably a little stressful for the guys but uh, but they they know um, the formula to win is usually going to go that way. Coach, you're sitting
0: at five wins right now.
2: We've talked about the B word now for the past
0: three three weeks now. Not me, you. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about we talked about the bowl game. What would it mean for the seniors on this team on senior night to get that six and elusive win on Thursday? And what would that mean for you as a coach with these
2: guys now being in your program for four years? Well, it would be huge. It would be, it'd be a great reward for a group of guys that have, gosh, given about all they have on a week-in, week-out basis. I really admire the fight and grit and things that they've given. And for me um, – I, I part of my daily prayers are for them to to achieve that goal because um, I just feel like they kind of deserve it after all they've done this year and all they've fought through and the things that. But you you know you only get what you deserve so we have to go get it and we have to uh, we have to do the things necessary to to get ourselves in that position.
0: And there you have it from Coach Dennis Franchoni. You know something that was interesting that he said is that you get what you deserve. You know, you 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 basically have to earn what you what what you're trying to get, and that's something that's going to be very interesting for the Bobcat team. Uh, you know, head heading back to San Marcos, knowing that you're one one away from bowl eligibility, and not just one one for bowl eligibility, it might end up locking it for them because they'll probably end up finishing the season seven and five. Not to look ahead, but playing a Georgia State that's weak this year, and hopefully taking care of business against them. This Arkansas State game is a big game. Um, you know, we've talked about the toughest games that they've had, big games they have. For the Bobcats, this is it. On senior night, I, I feel like it, it it's all or nothing for these guys. Um, you know, they're going to go up against Michael Gordon, like we alluded to, uh, In the interview, Michael Gordon, third in the conference right now, 115 attempts, 844 yards in the season, 7.3 yards per carry, 10 touchdowns, 105.5 yards per game on the ground. Last year, he annihilated the Bobcats on the ground uh, in Jonesboro. He himself, 184 yards, 9.1 yards per carry, did not have a negative rush. The whole game. He killed the Bobcats, and then they lost um, uh, Ryan Applin as well. Their quarterback had a big game as well. But their quarterback, Freddie Knighton, 61.9 percentage completion, to, uh, 22 to, – to, 2,212 yards, excuse me, uh, throwing in the air, 15 touchdowns, 221.2 yards per game. And then rushing, 161 attempts, 582 yards on the ground, nine touchdowns. He's getting 58.2 yards per game. And then Fran alluded to JD McKissick, who was a huge playmaker. He's missed two games, but still leads the team in receiving 43 receptions on the season, 512 yards, 11.9 yards. Uh, Per reception, and he has 64.8 yards per game. He's done really well for them. And then they have Tress Houston, their number two, 40 receptions, 457 yards, three touchdowns, 45.7 yards per game. This is a well-balanced Arkansas State offense, and the Bobcats are going to have their handful defensively playing against Michael Gordon and company. Coach Dennis Franchione, he's coached a
1: lot of football games. Yes, he's he coached 300-plus football games. You give it a number. And as he said in the interview, I've never had a season quite like this. And right. what he means by that is that every single game they play is a close, down-to-the-wire, high-thrilling affair. And those games are just variability to one possession, two possession, one play, one call. And I don't really expect that to change in this game. I think the Arkansas State, uh, the way I see it is a tad better, but Texas State has enough there in the tank to make it a close game and as this team shows that's all they do that's all they're really really good at making it a close game and you know uh, that's where the pin drops the the thing that i find very interesting is the short week kind of complicates things a little bit uh a it could be good because it like uh, i talked to charlie will tuttle senior um he says that it allows them to not dwell on the game he says that if there was a saturday game they might have focus on the loss more and pin themselves in in a corner, Well as Colby Colby Targan told me, um, that it's also hard. Less preparation, you have to do the Monday class, you have the Wednesday, you can't really practice full out on Wednesday because you have the next day, you don't want to prevent injuries. And that's a really big storyline that's going to affect them because
0: three or four days, you play on national television where they've already fell flat before in the past,
1: who knows what's going to happen.
0: Right. And, and but the thing though, you're looking at is that it's a disadvantage for Arkansas State because they have to go on the road. You know, it goes so both ways. Yeah. Really. And imagine, imagine the schedule for Arkansas State now. And Arkansas State, a gift from God for Texas State, Arkansas State losing to Appalachian State the week before kind of kept Texas State in the hunt still. Because if Arkansas State would have won, It would have been a double whammy for Texas State, especially losing to South Alabama. But like I said, Arkansas State on the road. Bobcats need all the advantage they can get. Because right now, Arkansas State, they're the class of the Sun Belt. Three-time defending champion. Like France said, twenty four and five since two thousand and eleven, uh, they're twelve and two in the month of November. So they close, you know. And one of the losses, obviously, going to, coming uh, against Appalachian State uh, this past week, but they close for sure. And they love playing away from Jonesboro. <laughs> they are they've won twelve of their last fourteen road games dating back to two thousand eleven, um, and that doesn't help the Bobcats at all. Bobcats two and three um, on the season at home. They haven't won at Bobcat Stadium since October fourth, and that was against a one and nine team against Idaho. It doesn't get any better. Uh, Arkansas State doesn't lose back to back games. Um, you know they—it's it, rare, very rare for them. I believe um, Arkansas State—the last time they've lost back to back games was in 2010. Uh, they don't do that at all. It's just very interesting, and also too midweek games don't help. Uh, Texas State either because Arkansas State 11-5 since 2001 I believe they've won 7 of this last 9 I mean this Arkansas State you want to talk about winning <laughs> I mean what uh, it's almost like you know that you're supposed to pick Arkansas State to win the game but you're pulling for Texas State because you, you just think there's something in your gut there that they might be able to pull off a miracle somehow but this Arkansas State team tough tough team to play And those lovely stats there were in this week's Lunch with Coach Fran
1: article written by Otis. (laughs) uh, Really good piece on how Arkansas State is just a really damn good team. The numbers bear it out. I'll I'll give you some more, really. Uh, They outscore their opponents by 8.5 points per game second highest in the Sunbelt Conference. Um, I, ta- I asked Coach Schultz, what is the weakness on this team? And he's like, that's, that's not a fair term. I don't think there is a weakness <laughs> on this team. There's not a lot to go. Um, they're strong in November. They're strong defensively. They're strong in almost every single category with the exception of red zone efficiency. Um, you have to really nitpick very, very hard to find something in this team. Um, and I just look at it, and I still I have that same feeling my gut just tells me different. I just, my gut, like, you know, I've seen this team play uh, 10 games and I've seen Arkansas State, they're vulnerable too. They're not impenetrable as much as as we've said they are. They're not completely impenetrable. They've played close games. Appalachian State, pretty solid team, beat them. Um, I don't know. This game is another game where it could be Texas State makes a couple plays and it's over. Or Arkansas State blows it open. There's really
0: no clear cut uh, final result for this game. And for the Bobcats, really, it's just finish or be finished. I mean, that's what, that's what they're looking at. You know, for them is they got to start finishing ball games because it's going to put them in a predicament if they lose to Arkansas State and then they beat Georgia State, they're going to be begging for a bowl game. If they beat Arkansas State, they finally get that signature win on the season. They didn't beat Navy. They didn't beat Illinois. They didn't beat Lafayette. They didn't beat Georgia Southern. You lose to South Alabama. I mean, the only— team left is Thursday night Arkansas State. That's a one signature win that the the Bobcats can bank on. And speaking of it's it's senior night, you know, and that's going to lead us kind of to our spotlight. You know, players that that need to step up and and we're going to make this brief. I the two players I got is Bradley Miller, David Mayo. They're seniors. One on offense, one on defense. You know, uh, to me, this game's a legacy builder or breaker. The senior class here, they have a chance to do something that Texas State's never done before, and that's go to a bowl game. And that—and that's simple to me. You know, this, this game for them is how do you want to be left remembered at Texas State? Do you want to be the team that back-to-back six wins couldn't get a bowl game or finally get them to the six wins? Pretty much, Georgia State, like I said, should be a win. Get them over the hump and go to a bowl game. So these seniors need to step up. And, uh, and you know, Braddy Miller and David Mayo, those are the two guys for me that I feel like, you know, they got to go over the top and, and, and definitely do the thing so that way the Bobcats can finally reach that coveted bowl game that they've been wanting for all year. Fran, in his Tuesday press
1: conference, talked about how Mayo has been a blessing to right. his team, his program, leadership personified. uh football player personified, just everything that you could ask for. That's David Mayo. Um, I'm gonna give you two more seniors, Kobe Targun and Charlie Will Tuttle. Um, they've both been around since twenty eleven. Southland Conference, WAC conference, Sunbelt, ball eligibility. They've been a part of it. They've seen oh, so everything. So they've been, they've been through it all. They've been, they've <laughs> seen everything from this program from the where where it was started and where it is now. And and really uh, Colby Kobe talked about the defense and he said they excel with their backs against the wall. And five and five, two games left. This is exactly what that scenario is. Your back's against the wall. You're at home against a team
0: that's maybe a little bit better. That is the scenario he's talking about, and that's why you play football. Right, and I, and I completely agree. And that's not to say that, you know, you don't need Tyler Jones or Robert Lowe. Uh, you know, Ben Ijah is another guy, a senior guy that, you know, you'd like to see step up to as well. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of these guys on the football team that I feel like they know their legacy is kind of at stake here. Where, they, where, where are they going to stand in Bobcat galore? Are they going to stand in, in, hey, we finally got to a bowl game or we, cu- we couldn't quite get there when we had numerous opportunities? Like I said, Illinois. Um, Georgia Southern, South Alabama Some might even say Navy You know, you throw Navy into there So this Bobcat team, definitely The ceiling The, the ceiling is definitely not Not closed on them They, they It's it's endless um, um, Endless talent on this team and, and hopefully the Bobcats can figure it out But hopefully the Bobcats Can figure it out at home And by the numbers 46, 46 days Since the Bobcats have uh, won at Bobcat Stadium. Kim Kardashian has broke the internet, or at least tried to break the internet. She did not break the internet. The <laughs> internet is still there. I checked it. I just went to Google, and it was still there. I don't. I, don't the, know. I think it's false. <laughs> the Giants won the World Series. Uh, you know, ripping we, the reports of all the Royals. <laughs> we did land. Uh, we did land a, a, a spacecraft on a comet. Yeah, you know that that doesn't happen every day. You know. Oh, and the Republicans took back uh, the Senate. So yeah. there's been a lot of things that's happened in 46 days. So the point is, is like, yeah, I think the Bobcats are it's doing not <laughs> lose games at home. I it's think that's been what you're a long saying. time, yeah. So Bobcats <laughs> definitely need to to win at home and definitely uh, get one at Bobcat Stadium. Uh, 35 would be my number.
1: Texas State is 0-4 when, uh, when Tyler Jones throws over 35 passes, and they're 5-1 when he throws under 35 passes. I ask uh, offensive coordinator Mike Schultz, is that number, does that significant, does that mean something? And he's like, yeah, that number means something. We need a 50-50 ratio, and if Tyler Jones is throwing 35 times, a guy who he's called a game manager, you're not going to win that way <laughs> at all. You're not going to win with Tyler Jones throwing over 35 times. If you see him
0: go over that, There's a problem. Yeah, I think Schultz kind of forgot there that he called him the game manager throwing 51 times against Georgia Southern. So, uh, yeah, that's very interesting. My second number is 24. Uh, Amount of points Texas State lost by the last time they played on national television. Lafayette? like Fran said, to come out back to the woods and it spanked them pretty good on ESPN two. So ESPNU, hopefully Bobcats don't come out camera shy and they're able to win the ball game and, and have a better show against against an Arkansas State that knows what they're doing. They're gonna come prepared come come Thursday in San Marcos. My second number would be plus 7. That's the turnover
1: margin for Arkansas State, best in the Sunbelt Conference. They've created 24 turnovers and they've only uh, committed 17. That differential is really the bedrock of their team because they're able to have extra possessions and possessions are a valuable currency in football, especially so when you're playing
0: against Arkansas State. They can't they can't afford those dumb mistakes anymore. Yeah, and I completely agree. And with all that said, with Pretty much making Arkansas State seem like Caesar, <laughs> and we're still learning. Zeus, Poseidon. You know, <laughs> I'm still gonna pick Texas State. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Texas State. I think they're gonna pull up the upset. I just think these seniors have too much pride. And like you said, Kobe Target. Carby Car- Kobe Target said it the best. Well, I you, you gotta build it up. You know, you <laughs> gotta build up suspense, and then you know, hit it with on, the surprise. Hit it with the surprise. You know. I think Texas State does it. I think they're going to be able to control possession. I think they're going to be able to run the ball against Arkansas State. I think Tyler Jones has probably the game of his life because I'm pretty sure the seniors have probably put him in a corner and be like, hey, we need you more than ever right now to make this ball game. I think Robert Lowe has a big game. And I think Ben Isaac, Brad Miller, Mayo, Charlie Wiltuttle, these guys step up because they understand what's at stake. Pick your Texas State, 38 Arkansas State, 24. I think the Bobcats finally get their revenge from last year. And, and Michael Gordon, here's a bold prediction. He's not going to get 100 yards. And I'm that's that's with Texas State's run defense. I, you know, my bold prediction is that kind Texas of cool State will lead. either
1: win or lose, so that's <laughs> mine. Oh, well, you know. Um, <laughs>
0: My gut says Texas State. It's
1: like ringing, but I'm going to tell my gut to shut up because I really think my head says Arkansas State, and I'm going to go with that because I just feel like they're the better team in a better situation. Uh, Final score would be Arkansas State 31, Texas State 31. Arkansas State 38, excuse me.
0: Texas State 31. Close game. Arkansas State barely comes Yeah, out. we don't need a tie. It's already an 8.30 kickoff. Some, yeah. some oh, people still geez. got school on Friday. So <laughs> we'll try to stay away from the tie. You got any final thoughts before we get off the show? Uh, they're just going to have to
1: – Texas State's going to have to shake off that loss. And because if you look at it, all falls down if – They lose this game. Their whole season falls down. And Georgia State may seem like a winnable game, but if you start looking ahead and you start going, "Okay, if we win this game, we have Georgia State, that's an easy win, you're already in trouble. And that's a predicament you can't can't afford.
0: For those of you who didn't catch it, Taylor Swift and Kanye. Look it. Look at that. Never before done (laughs) on the field to the fans. Personality, people, personality. (laughs) Um, No, that's great. Uh, Bobcats have to stay disciplined. Seniors need to step up. And it's just one simple message for me. Either the Bobcats finish. Or, or they're finished. finished. Or they're be finished. So that that's that's what it is for me. If you have any questions, you can leave it at the UniversityStar.com. Also feel free to leave comments or <clears throat> any remarks that you have for Keisab and myself. Uh, also tweet us at University Star or at UStar underscore sports using the hashtag feel to fans. Keesum's Twitter handle at Keesum plain and simple mine is at Otis underscore outputs feel free to leave us any comments and tell us how you really feel about the Texas State uh, or don't uh, Texas State football team or don't or don't just add us for fun Uh, for Keesum Ramirez the sports editor here at the University Star I'm your host Otis Evergall and like I tell you guys always see you next time bye